I take refuge in the Buddha. I take refuge in the Dharma. I take refuge in the Sangha. Hello, dear friends, and good morning. I have been asked to speak on the Mountains and Waters Sutra, which was a talk that Dogen Zenji offered to his assembly of students at Kanon Dori Kosho Horin Monastery, or Kosho-ji, which was located in Fukakusa, a little south of Kyoto, in the year 1240. Let me continue setting the scene for you. This talk and essay, and I read that the original manuscript still exists, has rippled through time and arrived at this monastery here in 2020. It has established the theme for our summer practice period. This summer's expression has been beautiful for me, and I am building mind connections between Dogen's words and the breezy, deciduous trees I see, the blue skies with occasional fluffy clouds, the golden grass of high summer, and the sun's warmth. So I smiled when I discovered that Dogen offered the Mountains and Water Sutra at midnight in late November. It sounds like he was indoors in the Dharma Hall for the talk as well. And this speaks to the nature of flowing. Don't expect the common sense view of things to govern reality. For this talk, I intend to share some of the text of the sutra that has not been included in the version of the text the monastery residents have been studying and chanting this summer. I also want to celebrate the freedom and joy in the natural world, which I think is something that Dogen is doing in his presentation. Recently, I have been taking refuge in the refreshment that is found in something as simple as going outside and feeling the breeze carry the body along while walking. I also have been doing what I can to engage in mountain meditation. There are many ways to enter mountain practice. One way I like is to fully feel the whole body and allow one's environment to be the body as well. This mountain contains it all. You may try that on now if you like. There is only this one mountain. The mind that believes things are like this, I am like this, Sunday program is like this, the United States government is bad, the United States government is good, when I die, that's the end of things, etc., is, I find, deeply entrenched in the thinking process. 
Dogen washes away the common sense, picking and choosing ordinary views of things. He implores us to not sell ourselves short by taking for granted our assumptions about the world and how these assumptions bring great implications for our happiness or lack of happiness, suffering or liberation. In the sutra, he says, water is neither strong nor weak, neither wet nor dry, neither moving nor still, neither cold nor hot, neither existence nor non-existent, neither diluted nor enlightened. Dogen consistently emphasizes allowing space for our doubts to dissipate. What if this water that I drink is just the water in itself? Just water, watering, water, water, water. What if that awkward and difficult encounter I had with that person is just the dance of light and energy? We simply forget to be vigilant in checking our assumptions in life. Speaking, listening, sitting, it's clear and present. Language is irrelevant. I find doubt to be a hindrance to experiencing wonder and ease. My doubting mind likes to cogitate and just make sense of it all. Surely there is a conceptual framework that I can see fully and ride on into the sunset of pleasure. Intellectual sense-making has a realm in which it is a skillful means, but in the context of Dogen's practice realization, it's a downer and does not lead to the settledness that seems necessary for the clear seeing of reality. The next line after the series of negations I just read, neither moving nor still, neither wet nor dry, does not appear in the Great Vow Zendo version of the text. When water solidifies, it is harder than a diamond. Who can crack it? When water melts, it is softer than milk. Who can destroy it? I wanted to offer commentary on these lines, but my main takeaway is simply the impact that these images have had on my heart. The power of ice. The nourishment of the gentle flow of cool water. This is studying the moment when water sees water. Because water practices and realizes water, water expresses water. Actualize the path where self encounters self. 
go forward and backward, leaping beyond the vital path where other fathoms other. To me, these words give me some comfort. They interrupt the pattern that I all too often express, the one when my mind asserts a self that is separate from the world. Actualize the path where self encounters self. As I do that right now, I feel more at ease up here looking out at all of you. Actualize the path where self encounters self. Is this not true Zazen? In the sitting still and upholding the attitude of allowing and embracing, is not everything we experience oneself? Thus there are no improvements to be made. Self encounters self. There is the phrase, wherever you go, there you are. Please recognize how true that is. On Friday, Kisei offered a class to the monastery residents on the Mountains and Waters Sutra. We explored the rich variety of Buddhist teachings that are presented in this sutra, including codependent origination. Some interesting questions arose in that group meditation. This one person right here is the whole world. How many worlds are there? How do I know that I am a human being? I asked myself this question, how do I know that I am a human being? While I was on a walk, taking a break from preparing this talk and hoping for refreshment. The asking was sincere and the response was not exactly a worded one, so I don't have an answer right now but the response was a lightening of the spirit and a reinvigoration of the body in the walking. I couldn't say that this mountain was not walking. On Friday, we reflected on excerpts from Dogen's fascicle, The Time Being a talk that Dogen offered his community a couple weeks before the Mountains and Waters Sutra. In it, he says, Each moment is all being, is the entire world. Reflect now whether any being or any world is left out of the present moment. How would you know what's left out? When you think of other people, there they are. That is why in my world, Dano is alive right here. 
to me, this is entering the mountains. I must say at this point that I do not understand this sutra. In preparing for this talk, there were times when I felt discouraged by that not understanding. My mind was turned when I read one piece of Shohaku Okamura's contemporary commentary on the sutra. He says, Dogen uses the term fu-e suru. Suru means do, fu means not, and a means understand. In common usage, this expression means I don't understand and is negative. But Dogen tells us to do not understanding. One interpretation is to go beyond understanding. That is, to embody and actually practice it without stagnating within understanding. Shohaku Okamura goes on to celebrate sitting and letting go of thought, opening the hand of thought. And we know this benefit. We forget, but we know. It's not about a mental process. Not knowing is most intimate. Playfulness is in Dogen's presentation of what nature is, in my reading at least. In discussing mountains walking, he says, all mountains walk with their toes on, on all waters and splash there. All mountains walk with their toes on all waters and splash there. A few lines before this, he says, all mountains ride on clouds and walk in the sky. Do these images tickle you a little bit because they tickle me? One voice might say, but what does that mean? I say, who cares? It's fun. There is great relief in splashing in water like a child. Splash about the next time you have some splashable water. Mountains are emblematic of the dynamic relationship of the eternal and the impermanent. They hold the rising and falling of the four seasons as a stable host. And they fully express each moment of each season. A poem from Dogen. All my life, false and real, right and wrong, tangled. Playing with the moon, ridiculing wind, listening to birds. Many years wasted seeing the mountain covered with snow. This winter, I suddenly realized snow makes a mountain. All my life, false and real, right and wrong, tangled. Playing with the moon, ridiculing wind, listening to birds. Many years wasted seeing the mountain covered with snow. 
This winter, I suddenly realized snow makes a mountain. Recently, I have been listening for the commencement of the cricket's song. It came to me clearly on Monday night. I had just stepped outside after setting down a failed project. I had just realized that I had to start from the beginning if I wanted to complete it. I wasn't overtly sad. It was more of a disappointment, but there was juice to it. In that moment, the handful of crickets that heralded to me the waning of summer illuminated an awakeness that was indescribable. Poignant is the best word I know for this case. I don't mean that it was some explosive insight into the nature of mind and things, but that subtly crisp presence of the flowing of life seasons gave me a mountain moment. Mono no aware is a Japanese phrase that applies to this experience, being sensitive to transience. Mountains outlast the designs and worries of human beings. The internet told me that Mount Hood is 500,000 years old. Mount Everest is 50 million years old. And the Makanjwa Mountains also known as the Barberton Greenstone Belt in South Africa, are three and a half billion, b -b 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 billion years old. These mountains have flowed, have walked through so much life and death. The famous Chinese poet Du Fu captures the fleeting nature of human experience. In his poem, he crafted while viewing a site where a great battle once raged. The whole country devastated. Only mountains and rivers remain. In springtime at the ruined castle, the grass is always green. Sensing the moment, flowers shed tears. Hating the separation, birds are fearful at heart. The beacons have burnt continuously for three months. A letter from home is worth 10,000 pieces of gold. My white hair is even scarcer from scratching and can barely hold a hairpin.
Only mountains and rivers remain. All of the translators of this sutra I encountered said that it is important to read the title San Sui Kyo. San is mountain, Sui is water, Kyo is sutra, as mountains and waters are sutra. The natural world is teaching us, and we don't have to get anything from it. I am liberated when, in the midst of anxiety or distraction, when I get caught back into the ocean of presence by the rock dove's call or the baby robin's delightful request for food or any of the other wonderful birds out there that don't quite have names to me. Perhaps they have names amongst themselves. This summer, I have been letting the birds release me from my identification with the thinking mind. I recommend recognizing a natural expression that you have affinity with and letting that drop you into presence. It doesn't have to be a pristine, snow-capped mountain. As Dogen says, endeavors in practice realization of the way are not limited to one or two kinds. The thoroughly actualized realm has 1,000 kinds and 10,000 ways. So enter where you are, bloom where you are planted, and celebrate affinity. Dogen says, although mountains belong to the nation, mountains belong to people who love them. When mountains love their master, such a virtuous sage or wise person enters the mountains. Since mountains belong to the sages and wise people living there, trees and rocks become abundant and birds and animals are inspired. This is so because the sages and wise people extend their virtue. Over the years I've spent here at Great Vow, from time to time I hear talk of how sacred this place and this land is, and that is why the deer and the birds feel so safe here. And sometimes I react negatively to such talk. My heart was softened while reading these relevant words from Dogen. This is so because sages and wise people extend their virtue. I started to allow for the possibility that the power of practice radiates outward. Personally, I would like to be able to rest in the satisfaction that the virtue I have extended outwards thus far in my life is enough. But life is much more vast than that. Dogen says, do not limit your view to that of human beings. This life is not about me, certainly not as much as I think it is. Recently, when I've been having a hard time, one practice I have done that's been helpful is 
bird's eye view practice. It has been effective as I lie in bed at the end of the day. I visualize a witness a couple hundred feet up in the sky. This witness observes all the activities I did throughout the day. All the busyness and the effort and the back and the forth. The viewing up there is quiet and serene. When I take on the view of clouds in the sky or the top of a mountain in this way, there is rest in the mind. There is rest in the mind because this life is a dream. Do you realize we're floating in space? I would like to offer a guided meditation. Enter with me if you would like. <clears throat> a full exhale. Settling the body, settling into the body and into the seat. This body is a mountain. Letting the picture of what the body is actually be a picture of a mountain. Roots extending into the earth. The peak mingling with the sky. All the tinglings throughout the body are the plant, animal, mineral, and element life of the mountain. You may like to imagine your mountain as covered in evergreen trees. Perfectly upright posture is not so important in this mountain. The mountain rests as mountain. rooted on the earth, feeling the vibrancy of life. Communing with the sky, with the heavens.
the sensations in the torso that we normally identify as breathing are in fact the blooming of spring flowers and the birds nesting in the trees. Rains come and the weather warms. This mountain right here is lush green as summer flows through. The cliffs are touched by the sunlight, yet the mountain is sitting at rest. Rains return and the wind blows. Even the most ancient trees stir in autumn's force. This mountain body feels its life fully and is steady. Deep winter, there's only snow, some tracks, and the humming quiet. The life of this mountain is always in your heart. As for me, I intend to remember that. And that's all I have to say about that. Thank you.